Hi, I'm Dan Nexon, and I'm a professor in the Department of Government in the School of Foreign Service at Georgetown University. I'm Dr. Jeffrey Stacey, former State Department official in the Obama administration and a current advisor at the United Nations. And we're here to talk about a piece we had in Foreign Affairs about what we think uh, the Biden administration should do about American alliances. But before we go into that, Jeff, I think we just had a massive cyber hack that seems to be getting bigger and bigger uh, and more and more dangerous for US, uh, for the US government and for potentially for, in fact, a lot of our allies. And so I thought that would be a good excuse for you to talk a little bit about um, your views, that kind of background, your, part, your, your contribution to the article. Sure, so I think we're becoming intimately familiar with uh, Russia basically demonstrating with this hack that we are in a new, not double-barreled Cold War, but in my argument, and I've done this in the New York Times, in Foreign Policy, and in my, my coming book, Rise of the East, End of the West, question mark, is that we're not in a new Cold War, we're in a new era of full-spectrum warfare. And this encompasses really everything from traditional military exchanges on a battlefield to hacking, economic sanctions, social media interference, the entire gamut. When an adversary wants to essentially harm your core national security interests or in fact severely harm your capabilities to conduct either espionage or warfare or traditional diplomacy or even your reputation. So in fact, Dan and I may have agreed on everything in our piece, and we really do, which we'll talk about now. But um, this Russia hack reminds us that we are in really an all-encompassing competition, separately and partly together with both Russia and China. Yeah, it's interesting because we disagree, I think, fairly strongly on the best way to handle the challenge posed by Russia and China. But we definitely agree that American alliances are crucial to U.S. influence in U.S. security. And we definitely agree that the Trump administration has left the Biden has left the incoming Biden administration in a difficult place uh, because of all the damage that Trump has done to many of those alliance relationships. But the idea of the article was that there's a certain irony there, that precisely because Trump has inspired so much fear and uncertainty in American allies, that this actually gives the Biden administration an opportunity to push for uh, important reforms, uh, important uh, to push for more burden sharing, and to push for other things that will strengthen American alliances, precisely by pointing at the Trump administration and saying, hey, unless you want to see that again, uh, you've got to take some steps to uh, help me solidify the alliance. And do you want to talk a little bit about some of those steps as you see it? Yeah, so we suggest that Biden's first trip should be to Brussels for an unprecedented joint EU-NATO summit aimed at Russia and China on the theme of democracy and protecting it. And then a follow-up summit later in the new year with uh, NATO and our Asian allies in, in Tokyo doing something similar. And Dan had the brilliant idea of adding a third in our piece suggestion that in 2022, we do a joint Pacific Atlantic summit of all the allies along these lines. But Dan, this is also very important to Australia. Maybe you could say a, a bit about uh, the challenge there. Well, Australia is an important, I mean, Australia is interesting for two reasons. First of all, 
Australia is really a kind of linchpin of alliance in the Asia Pacific, uh, particularly in what we're now calling the Indo-Pacific. Uh, but it's a, a good example of a country that is quite dependent on the United States for its security arrangements in which the Trump administration essentially neglected and left to fend for itself. And so it's an interesting case because it's, you know, in, in, if you sort of think about, about the last time that the United States uh, created a lot of frictions with its allies, which was, in 2000, which was during the Bush administration, when Obama came in, the view was we have to, you know, kind of do an apology, we have to do lots of apologizing and, and genuflecting and right. otherwise, you know, sort of say, look, we're sorry, but we're back. Uh, but now I think um, we need to come, we need not only sort of step up to the plate and help allies who've gotten to a, some yeah. trouble like like uh, Australia has with China, but we also need to to take steps to, uh, we need to take steps to make those alliances more robust and more resilient uh, in the face yeah. of potential future Trump administrations. And uh, Australia is a good example of this because uh, the Australian relationship, like a lot of our uh, other alliances, has sort of kept going uh, despite uh, the the pressure put on it by by Trump, despite the the neglect at the at the highest levels, precisely because of the level of institutionalization of the alliance. And so, part of our thinking mm. is that the United States ought to push harder for greater institutionalization at the level of uh, of, of joint exercises and mill uh, mill contacts and rotation of officers. And this should be the case uh, with both the Asian allies and also with the European allies. And then of course, and I think this would be a good place to conclude things out, we also think that uh, the United States needs to, that the allies need to, in exchange for a greater voice, greater US commitments, really need to step up the plate on burden sharing. That's right. I mean, we can end with the words, Australia, help is truly on the way from the new Biden administration. We're confident of that.